This episode is brought to you by ConnectTrack. ConnectTrack is the leader in developing and selling connectivity solutions for commercial interior spaces. Their products provide invisible and now movable power connections throughout a space via a unique floor-based raceway system. Unlike core drills and power poles, ConnectTrack can go anywhere in a space. It is agile, adaptable, and above all, simple. Quick to install and change without disruption to a space, ConnectTrack raceways and accessories are used for open office spaces, airports, classrooms, libraries, conference rooms, and more. Any space, any building, any time. To learn more, visit ConnectTrackFlex.com. That's C-O-N-N-E-C-T-R-A-C-F-L-E-X dot com. We have enough buildings, we just don't have them laid out for what we're using them for. So let's figure out ways to make these buildings more functional for us. They come with limitations of what can you do. You can't just drill a hole anywhere. These new tenants are looking for ways to design in creative ways in modern trends, but they have these limitations. The building owners are not wanting to cut up their floors anymore. Hi everyone, I'm Amy Devers and this is Neo Conversations, Neocon's official podcast about the exciting changes and issues impacting the commercial design industry. This season, we're doing a deep dive into innovations in materials, sustainability, and flexible space design. In this episode, we're taking on the challenge of designing flexible workspaces, specifically designing in power and data distribution solutions that can keep up with the speed of evolving technology, business transitions, budget demands, and the ever-changing need for adaptable power configurations. What are the creative solutions? And how do we solve the problem all while maintaining aesthetic purity and intuitive functionality? Well, I've got three experts here today to talk shop and strategy. My name is Steve Batchelder, and I work out of Dallas, Texas, even though I live in Rockford, Michigan, so I get a lot of air miles. And what I do is I'm the director of sales for ConnectTrack. ConnectTrack is the best company I've ever worked for. They have amazing CEO and people and a unique product that becomes fun to sell because no one else has anything like it. My name's Kevin Sandin. I work for a company called Breghome Interiors Group. We're located in the greater Toronto area. We're one of the largest interiors group uh, in Canada. We are a family-oriented, medium-to-large-size company. We work with Canada's largest employment uh, companies across Canada. What I do is I'm a technical sales manager, and I find workplace solutions to incorporate technology into the workplace. I've always been involved in IT uh, and AV, and this was one of the ways I can incorporate both fields as well as into sales. Would you say we know each other, Kevin? Well, I believe our work experience goes back about seven years. We have never met on the golf course because he'd kill me, but in work, yes. My name is David Meckley. I live in San Francisco, California, and I design corporate interiors, mainly for large-scale technology clients. Um, I also work in our New York and Chicago offices. I really like the idea that 
uh, a physical space can really impact people's lives and give meaning to spaces. And that, you know, ultimately, at the end of the day, we're here to elevate the human experience and um, People spend well over um, half their day at the office, and the whole idea of why I am so inspired by working on office spaces is that, you know, the fact that we can impact people not only to help them do their daily functions and their job better, but also when you figure how that can actually affect the rest of their lives, what are they bringing home with them to their family, how does that relate to the family experience. So even though we're only touching one portion of their lives, we're actually affecting all of their lives. And um, I really find that to be inspiring as well as something to keep in mind as a task every day as we're working. Yeah, it's a tremendous responsibility. I'm grateful to hear that you have a, a real appreciation and understanding for how the implications at the workplace ripple out through all aspects of life and society. And it's such a big part of people's lives that the space they work in really has a responsibility to help them thrive. You know, there are things that we've worked on in the past when I wasn't maybe as focused on that, that now I look back and think like, oh my gosh, I, I, I really hope I actually still had a positive impact on people's lives, but I wasn't necessarily thinking in that mode. So kind of with the rationalization that it's more than just the finishes and, you know, the products, it's really about how it impacts people's lives. That really changed my whole focus of my career completely. And led me down a direction much more about strategy and really looking at, you know, the function of a workspace and how it really affects, as we said, all aspects of people's lives. So what types of projects have you guys worked on? Sounds like we're talking workplace solutions. Am I in the right category here? In our environment, especially here in the GTA in the Toronto area, uh, we work in the architectural and design community, which is leading of uh, new projects for new construction, retrofitting, and uh, workplaces across the board. When I started working for ConnectTrack, uh, Brigholm was already a client. And Kevin, because of his kind of technical expertise, has done more in promoting and understanding how our product goes than probably anyone else. And so him and I have talked a lot. We've met a lot through these years, asking, what do you think? He's given us suggestions for products. And so he's very familiar with ConnectTrack. And as a result, they use it on a lot of different projects. Steve, can you give us an overview of what you were referring to when you talk about ConnectTrack? ConnectTrack is a basic floor-mounted wireway where we bring pre-wired power and the availability to bring your data alongside to anywhere in your building or into your workspace. Instead of having where you're cutting into the floor, instead of cutting a hole, a, a core drill, instead of having some power pole running down from the ceiling, we create this invisible wireway that runs along your floor. People aren't even aware it's there, and it gives them the power and the data they need. Ah, so now more than ever, there's a need for flexibility in workspaces. Let's kind of set up the problem here. What are the conditions driving this need for flexibility? Being from San Francisco, a majority of our clients are either in the technology field or are working with people in the technology field. And 
one thing that is very true about the technology field is that, um, particularly in software development, is that so you do a lot of beta testing. You do a lot of quick design work, throw it out, have people react to it, get other people to actually help you refine it. Just take a chance and throw it out, and it doesn't have to be perfect, As particularly at the beginning when you're learning exactly where you want to go and what you're trying to do. For people who are in that business where things are rapid and fast, it's very hard when you start working in construction and you say, okay, tell me where you're going to be in a year to nine months to a year. They really can't even fathom the amount of time it takes and how far we have to look ahead. On the other hand, we don't have a beta experience. We can't, for the most part, build a a wall and just push it over six inches if it needs to be. I mean, there are ways that we're learning how to begin to do that. But in general, things, the backbone, the infrastructure that it takes for a built environment is just not geared towards that type of environment. And yet that's exactly what they're expecting. You know, they want something that can be super flexible, can be remodeled fast, ideally by the users themselves. They want to have all the bells and whistles right there, They want to go into pre-existing buildings that already have infrastructure that we have to work around. You know, so there's a lot of balls in the air. But in general, they're really looking for things um, that can be faster for shorter terms and easily adaptable. Drawing back to the architectural and design community, there's a couple aspects that they concentrate on here. One for sustainability, building sustainability. In our downtown core, there's a lot of uh, older uh, architectural buildings. Um, it's coming quite common from the standards that they don't want to quit what we call Swiss cheesing uh, the buildings. Mm. They've been con- pre-configured for multiple uses over the years, and they're really looking for sustainability so they can stop core drilling and or trenching, cutting into the building plans. These older buildings have been cut up a lot. And the owners of the buildings don't want to continue doing that. And so these new tenants with the new leases are looking for ways to design in creative ways in modern trends, but they have these limitations. And so we're seeing that a lot where the building owners are not wanting to allow their tenants to cut up their floors anymore. From a visual standpoint, as far as the design community goes, a lot of the current workspaces, the trend in the community is to have a more open, lower concept workspaces. So what Mm -hmm. they're trying to do is have less obstacles so there'll be less and less of those vertical power and uh, data poles that you'd see going into an older uh, office. The real challenge is is the infrastructure behind everything. It's just everything you don't see, and that's the hardest part. The stuff behind the walls, above the ceiling, and under the floor. That's where most a majority of your money goes. Probably about 70% of a project uh, budget goes to things that no one can see, you know, and then those things are limit your ability to be able to uh quickly get those other goals of rapid change. Um, you know, there is that need to be attached to something and not have cords and cables everywhere that not only just look terrible, but of course are really dangerous in the workplace and have codes around what they can and can't do. 
And meanwhile, every day we're getting new and more and new devices that we suddenly all have to have a connection to, whether it be sit-down desks or, you know, latest thing with, you know, touchscreen monitors that want to room, move from room to room. So there's new technology constantly coming in and then the limitations of the, the built environment. In general, in a macro sense, it, it seems to me that the speed of business these days is driving a need for reconfiguration, rapid reconfiguration. Let's say some of these older buildings might have tenants in there scaling rapidly, um, but may not stay in there very long until they need to move to a different space. So then a new business moves in and needs a different configuration. Uh, We have a client right now who is moving about 30 floors of people out of those places because they're going to be tearing down that building, and they're using ConnectRack for a temporary solution in all different buildings, and yet they need to power into the data. And so ConnectRack is powering these workstations everywhere, and then when they go to build their new tower, which is going to be twice as big, they're utilizing ConnectRack in new construction. So this gives them that freedom even when they build a new building. So we see it that way where people are moving, but we also see some of these companies, these internet companies, if we can take Airbnb, Netflix, all of these type of companies, I have never seen such growth in movement and leases in multiple buildings where they're constantly growing. And so we become a standard for a lot of those companies where They use us from the West Coast to the East Coast, both in the States and in Canada. Well, I'm also thinking about in in the recent years, obviously, everyone's now not necessarily working from a dedicated desk anymore. So they're bringing their laptops and their tablets and their phones around. And so we need power to be accessible, data to be accessible everywhere. But also with the advent of smart furniture and motorized sit-stand desks, it seems to me that power needs to be available and yet inconspicuous from so many locations throughout the workspace so that you're not tripping over cords and you know, surge protectors and and just limited by where you can position your workstations due to existing power situations. So with our modern demands for power, data, and AV connectivity throughout the workspace, what would you say are the main challenges in terms of designing a flexible workspace? Overall, the number one challenge is the cost of it all. I mean, if we if you can afford it, we can put plugs and data everywhere. But, you know, every one of those items is a fairly big expense. And when you're building out a space, you're also balancing all the other costs of the space. And you have to balance it with the cost of labor. You have to balance it with the cost of your own staff. I mean, so there's there's limitations in budget. There's also, in most cases, people are going into buildings that are already existing. In fact, our office, we never do architecture from the ground up. We always either work with a building that's being built or we um, are modifying a building that's existing. And we and we consider that to be much more sustainable, to, that we have enough buildings. We just don't have them laid out for what we're using them for. So let's figure out ways to make these buildings more functional for us. But 
they come with limitations of what can you do. You can't just drill a hole anywhere. There's structural systems, there's power, there's air conditioning and heating distribution, there's a lot of other elements. So there's limitations on where you can just put something in, and then there's limitations on what your budget allows you to put in. And then there's also little things like building codes that um, have to be adhered to that only allow certain things in certain spaces to be available. So it's all part of the puzzle is looking at all these different pieces that you need and how can you make the most effective use of the space without disproportionately spending the budget in the wrong way. From a standpoint of retrofitting, uh, a lot of our clients uh, are rebuilding, their remodeling their workspaces. Uh, I can use RBC as a prime example of this. Uh, they have a lot of real estate within Canada and the United States where it's an older work environment and they're looking to upgrade and keep up with technology and the times. With planning with from a design aspect with the Connect Track, it's able to get their power, voice, and AV to multiple new situations where they're going from benching stations, sit-stand desks, or even uh, flexible meeting rooms. We're able to get the Connect Track strategically in place so it can be used in multi-uses. If I was going to say what are some of the challenges in designing a flexible space. And I'll, I'll use a real live illustration. I was in a manufacturer of furniture. Mm -hmm. I was sitting in their office, in their conference room with multiple designers of furniture. And they said, we created this beautiful soft seat with power and USB in it. We love it. We love it. We love it. But it has to hug the wall. And that becomes an issue with designers where they're having to hug walls when we want to make little pods and we want to make little designs all over because everyone wants to work differently today. And that's one of the, the cool things about what's trending today is everyone wants to work different. Someone wants to sit at a table. Someone wants to recline. Someone wants to lay in a hammock. They have all of these options, but everyone needs power. So we don't want to take a building hug all the perimeter. And that's what we see happening. And that's where ConnectRack solves a huge limitation because we can move them out. One of the main uh, additives to that would be when you're having multiple pods within the same area with the modular furniture, you can actually use their power through the wireway itself to connect to another pod. You couldn't do that from a traditional method of core drilling or trenching. So historically, I mean, you just mentioned core drilling and trenching, and we've also talked about Swiss cheesing of buildings. Historically, getting power and data cabling throughout a commercial space meant space planning and core drilling, trenching, Swiss cheesing the building. But in addition to that being cost prohibitive, it's just not also reconfigurable. So it seems to degrade the building over time. I get to sit in on a lot of project meetings, and that's from pre-planning. It seems now with all of us starting to use the Connect Track as a a main solution to get power, voice, and data to any workstation, the planning and actually execution of the pre-construction probably uh -huh. speeds up the process 20 to 30%. The reason being is that you're not having to do any of the pre-construction fit-outs to make sure that you're going to be able to get the power to one area the data cabling to one area or the AV. It's pulled in as one route 
If you were planning to do a new work pallet, say a new floor of a building or a retrofit, you would need to pre-plan where your routes and how you're going to get all your data cabling, your power and AV to a strategic location. You'd need separate conduits. You would need separate inlays coming in and out of the wall and also separate core drills or trenching to get to those strategic areas. With the connect track, the voice data and AV can all be in one pathway. It makes it a lot easier and more efficient to pull one pull with everything. That also lends itself to reconfiguring over time in between tenants or if you're scaling and you have a need for a new space or if you're finding that your team works better by the windows and than you thought they would initially and you want to change up how your workspace is laid out. It means you don't have to commit so hardcore on the front end. And if you are a startup and you don't want to commit to the cost of new construction, you can design for flexibility, which is enormous. It is even in our own offices in ConnectTrack in our headquarters in Dallas, Texas. You know, everything you think about Texas, it's big. Our office space was big. We moved into a, a new facility and within two years, we had three major moves, three major reconfigurations of our office where we had thought and planned that this was going to be it. But in today's growth and today's movement, and we had to make changes and add mm -hmm. more people. And the advantage we had, not only because we manufacture this product, but because we had our entire office space powered by ConnectTrack, we simply moved those to a new configuration. So we removed the carpet, took them up, moved them where we needed them, put them back down. And so it saved us a lot of money and time. And it also would save a client to do that same thing. So even though we thought when we moved into our building, wow, this is a fantastic building. We're going to stay like this for five years. It lasted about six months before we started designing the next phase. And then within two years, there were three phases. So that's a natural progression we're seeing everywhere. And because we could reconfigure our systems, it was not a big deal. Well, you bring up a good point, too, is before the ability to reconfigure your, your power and data cabling distribution, you may have had to move to a different space where that was more amenable to what you had going on. So the ability to reconfigure means you may be able to stay located in the same space and just adapt the space to your needs. That adds a level of stability to a workplace environment that's probably pretty economical, I would, I would assume. You know, it's something that, frankly, as designers a few years back, we kind of frowned on because it wasn't as developed and it seemed like it was a big lump in the middle of your floor and it just was yet another tripping hazard. But, you know, ConnectTrack has really worked at uh, solving that problem and making it an integral part of the floor so it no longer feels like it's just an addition. And so we've been really experimenting with all three of their systems quite a bit. For Google and Uber and other clients that have a tremendous amount of meeting spaces, just far more meeting spaces than our average clients, uh, I think we have a meeting space on one of those clients for one for every nine employees. They need all the conference room tables to be completely connected. At that rate and the amount it costs to core something, it just is way too expensive. They also 
are starting to utilize touchscreen technology, which means they have to be able to walk right up to the uh, monitor and be able to touch it and 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 do that. So having cords draped across the floor is really a danger in their situation, as well as just aesthetically, obviously not the look they're going for. And so ConnectTrack has actually allowed us to do a fairly simple connection from a from a monitor wall to a conference table. That's, for the most part, up up at the front of the room. Nobody really even notices it, and it really solves all the problems. But then we have other clients that take it even further, where they're trying to look at collaborative workspaces and or uh, creating agile team rooms. And and they really need to have those rooms be completely flexible and uh, be able to be rearranged in multiple ways. So they're like lining a, a logical grid of the connect tracks on top of the floor and and filling in between it so that we have the ability to kind of modify where electric and data is done over a weekend. It's still not the user themselves being able to modify it, but over a weekend, they can easily move power and data as opposed to having to wait several weeks to get somebody in and try to move something. From our company perspective, we see a lot. So if we take our customer base, say of a thousand clients, we can probably say uh, it's safe to say within five to six years, 80% of them are doing some sort of reconfiguration. So that means it's almost irresponsible for a designer or anyone who's planning the space to not think about that whenever they're doing layout and figuring out how the space is going to get lined up. I would say anyone uh, for sustainability, you can use 70 to 80%, and even with the new Flex product, up to 100% of the connect track for reconfiguration. It's traditional routes from the x-raying, the scanning of the floors would all have to be redone as net new, and you'd have to trench and core drill and do new pulls right from the start. So help me understand the different versions of connect track. I did a little looking at, and I want you to walk me through, you have the floor mount, under carpet, in carpet, just run me through the different versions of ConnectTrack and even even the kind that I think you have a quick ship that people can just kind of plug and play with, right? Mm-hmm. You have a few options with our products. We have one that goes completely underneath the carpet. It lays on the concrete and it is covered up completely with the carpet. It's hidden. Nothing you see except for the electrical receptacle at the end. So we have that product that runs primarily in collaborative spaces, meeting rooms, things like that, where it's not a high demand for power and circuits and connectivity. We have another product that has an exposed top cap. Everything is the same height. Everything is the same transition ramps. It feels all the same, but it has an exposed top cap. And that allows us to put multiple electrical circuits inside of it, as well as multiple cat cables so we can run systems furniture, we can run the sit-stand desk, we can run everything with this. So in an office setting, that you're going to see that running along. And thirdly, we have a system that allows... If you have a concrete floor, you have a polished concrete, you have a wood, you have tile, you have any of this, it sits right on top. We have certain customers that have used this to run underneath their training rooms or tables, even though it's carpeted, because they didn't want to deal with 
any of that expense. So they just put it right on top of the carpet. So that is a, a floor mounted, sits on top of whatever surface you have. And all of these are ADA compliant and all of them have the ability to have a single circuit or multiple circuits, power something like one desk or multiple desks. And our design team would help them on which one they would use. But I will say this, we have a brand new product coming out. It's called ConnectTrack Flex that changes all of these rules. It is a product that allows even in office setting with multiple circuits and multiple cables for it to be under the carpet, completely hidden. At Neocon, we are, we'll be showing this product and unveiling it to this audience because we want our designers to be able to see, wow, I don't even see it anywhere in this space. And so it will be completely hidden. And it's an it's an amazing product. I can talk about some of the other features of it. But from a design standpoint, you will not see it. What are the other features? One of the things that ConnectTrack has done in our huge growth over these years is we have been in every university. We've been in training rooms. We've been in libraries. We've been in classrooms. And one request we've always received is, hey, we do a Zumba class on Tuesday night. Can we pull all of these up? And we've always had to say, no, these are powered in there. We can't pick these up. But our new product is we are literally going to put a power grid in a floor, in a space, with these powered hubs throughout the entire space. With that, they can take one of our minimized size four receptacles and they can walk to that space and they can plug it in. They can use it at their desk or whatever we're powering up. At the end of the day, they say, well, we're going to move all these tables away. They can walk behind there and they can pull up every receptacle, put a hubcap over top of it, which is flush with the floor. And now Zumba begins again. <laughs> so if you were to need a dance floor at any time, you can pop those off and have a flat floor that's ready for action and put a hubcap on and have a flat floor that's ready for action. Correct. Just like a meeting room or a boardroom where real estate is a prime, they have many right. little, many uses for them, whether it be different reconfigurations or having an open forum where they need all the tables removed. This way from a health and safety platform, it, it completely makes it like being on a flat floor. That is exciting. You mentioned universities and libraries. What other types of commercial spaces can benefit from these reconfigurable floor-based raceways for power and data? Help us understand what types of spaces are making good use of these. As I mentioned, we, both Google and Uber use these products quite readily, um, particularly in their conference rooms. And I certainly heard from their IT group that they're really easy for them to work with, to lay the cables, to get everything in. And, you know, we haven't really heard much reaction from the users, which I would consider to be a good reaction. This should not be what we're hearing about. Um, but, you know, we certainly have in the past heard about all these cords dragging everywhere and the dangers of those. And then Kaiser is another one of my clients that I work with a lot. And, and I work, when people hear of it, they think of a healthcare, but I'm actually working with their, their software development leg of the company, which is developing all the software that's used in the hospitals and by the doctors. They really are no different than a Google or an Uber. They're just working in a different arena. And 
this sandbox project that we're working on for them, which is where they're wanting to experiment with different methods and layouts for agile product development, software development, I think is actually one of the most uh, exciting projects I've gotten to work on in my career, even though aesthetically it probably is not going to be all that much because it's really looking at how do we test out a few different environments and then determine from that what is the best direction for them to move forward to be able to create these flexible spaces faster because in their current process it takes up to two years to build a space and and that's just too long in a technology environment. One of the most challenging aspects to my job is to go into a a heritage building. Mm -hmm. Anything that has a base building where you cannot alter any of the configurations, you cannot put alter the wall coverings, the floor finishings. So you're either dealing with, as Steve had mentioned before, a flat uh, concrete floor. Mm -hmm. It could be a hundred-year-old wood floor. And even something we haven't talked about, which is our vertical solution, which would be a wall track. So if we're having an open environment that doesn't have a ceiling, we cannot touch the perimeter walls, and we cannot touch the floor finishing itself, we have a product and a solution that we can have a solution on the floor without uh, compromising any of the floor finishing. We can go up the walls, uh, concrete, brick, or pretty much any other material without compromising that and have a voice-powered data solution for pretty much anything. We have a major retailer, both in Canada and United States, which I won't plug them right now, but my wife shops there a lot. And they are putting us in tile, where they're putting new tile in some of these portions of their building, and they just embed connect track. They don't cut the floor. They just lay us down on the concrete, put the tile right next to it, and it's gorgeous. They use the graphite, and it's a white, a marbly tile. It looks beautiful. It seems to me that all retail environments are media-rich these days. I mean, Mm -hmm. even food and fashion you can't walk too far without a, a screen or a price price machine that'll read a barcode and tell you where to find something. I could see how almost any environment could benefit from configurable power. I want to talk numbers now. Okay. Can you, I mean, you don't have to give me specific numbers, but I want to get a sense of the economic benefits of a system like this to the various parties that would be impacted. So we already talked a little bit about building owners. Uh, they're not paying to to do all of this serious renovation on their power, but they're also not Swiss cheesing their building. So it sounds to me like if you own the building, this is going to be a really cost-effective way to make the building really flexible. But I'm also thinking about the tenants because they're going to move in and they're going to have their own needs and wants. Exactly. So let's touch up, uh, let's start with the project planning um, for right from the electrical engineer design standpoint. Okay. So one of the major costs to any um, new project, uh, especially if we're talking a new floor plate of a full floor, half a floor, or what have you, a full building, is you just can't go and trench and core into a floor. There's a lot of planning that goes into that. And one of the first things that they do is they either have to x-ray or scan the floor plate. Right there alone, um, the cost of doing so is exponential. Whereas if you use a connect track product, 
not only is it replacing the trenching and the core drilling, you don't need to scan and x-ray the floor. Yeah, the cost savings of not scanning is huge. We were in a project out in California where they had scanned a building three times trying to be accurate with it, and they ended up putting in ConnectTrack. After they'd already spent this money trying to figure out, <laughs> ah, is there really a beam underneath there? Is there really this thing blocking me? Is What, what am I going to do to the building if I put a hole here? And so that cost of x-raying, there is a major cost with it, as well as time. So some one of the things that you can't factor into all of this is time. We, mm-hmm. we do not disrupt the space hardly at all. So if someone was going to operate in their facility and they're going to add 10 desks and they need power or they're going to add some cool little collaborative areas, they're going to have to do that after hours, weekends, overtime hours to do that. With ConnectTrack, you can do it during the day while people are working. So you have saved a ton of money, but how do you factor that? You know, that's hard to say you're going to save this much money, but they do because it happens during the day. It's not a disruptive process. Well, that's a good point you bring up because not disrupting work is definitely an economic consideration. But the other thing that's really interesting to me is designing a flexibility right into the get-go, into the game plan, seems to make the space somewhat future-proof, which also buys you some peace of mind knowing that as you scale, as your business changes, or as you may want to refresh or revamp the space, you can do that without being locked in and without having to assume a new major expense when that happens. Almost every type of workspace is asking to have this evolutionary process right now. Um, You know, more and more, we're getting away from the going to work and you're sitting at one particular desk. Pretty much across industries, we're getting into being able to pick where and when you're working. And that means that those ideas are going to constantly evolve and change. Um, We're going to continue to see this blurring of a line between home and work. Having more hospitality-type spaces, they have different power and data needs. Um, And this will also be something that, you know, that, that type of furniture also has a tendency to move around more. So we're going to be able to need the electric and data, be able to follow it around. So I really see it as probably something that's going to affect almost every every workspace. Particularly right now in the workforce, the staff is empowered. Um, and so they can reconfigure spaces on a whim. So unlike in the past, we might have had these preciously laid out spaces that everything we trusted was going to stay in its place. Um, nowadays, we know that, you know, three weeks after move-in, everything could have moved. And so we have to think about how do we make those uh, impactful moments be a little bit more built into the environment. But it's a real challenge because so often particularly with how the speed of how fast companies are changing, their culture is not always obvious when you walk in the project. And sometimes you really have to spend a lot of time digging to try to find out, okay, what makes these people unique and what makes them not be just the same as the company down the hall. 
It's only when you discover that that you then have the ability to put the meaning in. Exactly. So even take this a bit further, putting on my information and technology hat just for a moment. Um, if you're going to core drill, now if you're going to do a, a hard goods cut, that's probably the most economical portion if you went that route. The issue you have there is typically uh, in a building, an office building, the tenant only owns that floor. Now you're disrupting, right. you're disrupting the client below or above, depending on which route you go. And not, you, your infrastructure is actually being compromised because you're in somebody else's space. Now, if it's a government agency or someone has standards, you're going to have to actually use the traditional conduit to protect your cables your from the infrastructure coming back to your LAN room. With ConnectTrack, it stays in your own space. There is no security uh, breach possibilities. Everything is secure and sustainable. A building everyone might know that's listening to this podcast is a merchandise mart. And so it was not that long ago we received a call from the largest company probably in North America and said, we're putting in 400 offices in the merchandise mart. So because of the age of that building, because of how that building is, you can mm -hmm. imagine cutting into the merchandise mart, coring, entrenching. It would have been a nightmare and extremely costly. So they were able to utilize ConnectTrack to power these 400 offices at the Merchandise Smart. And so while our people are walking around during Neocon or something in June, just remember, ConnectTrack is there. <laughs> well, that is a, a very powerful story and a good reminder. So where can we go to learn more about this project if we're not at Neocon? If, on the web. Yes. If you're not at Neocon, you can go to connecttrackflex.com. You can just go to our regular connecttrack.com, but we have a special um, website that we're doing just for Flex. So it's C-O-N-N-E-C-T, like connect, R-A-C-F-L-E-X.com. Really, the best place for me is through uh, my firm, Huntsman Architectural Group. Um, our website is uh, www.com. H-U-N-T-S-M-A-N-A-G.com. Um, and then we also have both Twitter and Instagram, which is at Huntsman AG. And um, I contribute to those uh, as part of the process. Awesome. Kevin, do you have any uh, URLs or social handles you want to plug? We can be reached at www.brighome.com, which is B-R-I-G. H-O-L-M-E dot com. Well, all right. Thank you so much for talking to me today. Hey, thanks for listening, everyone. We want you to be a part of this. Visit neocon.com and check out Neocon's blog and its social channels to stay up to date on what's happening in the industry and to tell us what you want to hear. Please subscribe to Neo Conversations on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Amy Devers. And be sure to check out my other podcast, Clever, for a window into the humanity behind design at cleverpodcast.com. Neo Conversations is a production of 2VDE Media. This episode was edited by Rich Straffolino. Music